0: everybody welcome to let the music be your master we are your humble servants the humble servants of music uh, I'm Brandon and joining me in the garage I'm Jordan uh, Jason is not here we uh, we haven't heard from him don't know where he is so hopefully everything's okay um, we're
1: set up here to, to do our 90s episode and Jason is is just like he's overcome with the uh, with the '90s. He's just he can't cut his trim his list down. That's my guess. That's what I'm guessing.
0: You know what it is. Um, I think he, you know, just to do his due diligence, mm-hmm. uh, his research. He's like, I never listened to Right Said Fred's complete album. Okay. Okay. And his complete discography, and I think he got <laughs> lost in it. And he's there. Just I think he's in a Right Said Fred time warp. He's
1: in a time dimension corner. <laughs> Quadrant.
0: I mean, there's uh, lost. there could be some. We we talked about uh, uh, Dexie's Midnight Runners mm-hmm, a lot last mm-hmm. week. Maybe, yes, we did. maybe Right Side Fred is in the same <laughs> maybe. position. Like, I don't even know. We only know that he's okay. too sexy. But I don't did he even do other know. Uh, I
1: don't even know Right Side Fred. It's I'm, oh, I'm that's the I'm too sexy guy. Yeah. Okay, see, I, I, yeah,
0: you know him. I know that song. But you know, same deal. Yeah, like that's guy exactly that can what write happened. A a, a Handsomely crafted pop song like that, right? Right. There's got to be more.
1: That is for sure. What happened is uh, Jason is is listening to his best hits or his deep cuts, his deep tracks. (laughs) Or
0: maybe he's like, you know, now that I listen to it, Weezer's late '90s is really great. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Weezer's two thousand stuff is yeah. Well, and Jason's not even. That's, a, that's perfect for Jason, because hasn't he gone on record with us to say he thinks Weezer's overrated anyway? Or he doesn't like Weezer, period, like even the other stuff that, uh, that I don't know. most of us like?
0: I don't know. I don't know that he's gone on record, but I can't imagine him liking Weezer.
1: Yeah, I think I remember him saying, like, oh, I never got into Weezer. But, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, we'll save that for the 90s episode. Yeah. Today, we're going to do... Can I announce it? Announce it. We're going to do... An episode, inaugural episode, maybe there will be more, depending on how long this is going to last, of tunes, mm-hmm. music to listen to when you're quarantined for the coronavirus or any other such pandemic we, that may be uh, lingering in your midst.
0: It's it's currently Saturday, March 14th.
1: Yes, Pi Day, in fact. Oh, jeez. I know. Okay. See? Okay.
0: Yeah, I got stuff to do.
1: <laughs> I know. This is your your time of year, yeah. your day of year.
0: Um, and yeah, this is like the, uh, could be the tip of the iceberg. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But schools are shutting down. NBA's canceled. NCWAs canceled. Everything's shutting down. M- so, no March Madness. Yeah.
1: No No NBA basketball games. No school. People are still going to work, but... Many people are working from home.
0: But listeners, we are here for you.
1: Social distancing is happening.
0: At least, I mean, you're going to have to wait a week for this to get posted. But um, by then, you'll have something to listen to.
1: By then, the world might might be further in a panic. We'll
0: see. Could be. So, Quarantunes. Songs and or albums that will help you make it through the quarantine time. Um what uh, what qualifies as a as a quarantine could be could be anything almost
1: yeah it's it's going to be very for me i mean i we haven't talked again about what we're what we're thinking here mm-hmm. but for me it's it goes to kind of uh, some people might listen to up tempo. Some people might listen to something that's more soothing. But for me, I, I went straight to one of my favorite artists, Bonnie Prince Billy. For one reason is there's a, he has a few songs that are kind of post apocalyptic and interesting in their in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just he's who I listen to a lot of times. And so my guess is people will listen to different kinds of stuff in terms of what what fits their mood, being quarantined, or what they want to feel. But that's where I went I went I I picked a few songs from him that are um that to me match match the mood that I'm in during this initial kind of social distancing period. Okay. How about you? Um you don't have to give it away, but what are you, what do you think?
0: Mine mine's kind of a variety of stuff. I've mm-hmm. got I've got some uh some upbeat stuff to get mm-hmm. you pumped when, mm-hmm. you, when you need the energy and I've got some uh some more reflective things for yeah. When you just need need that uh, need
1: to chill a little that bit
0: emotional, uh, what's the word? Empathy,
1: some empathy, some kind of sonic uh, validation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's uh, let's start out with with one of yours then, Bonnie okay. Prince Billy. Is that where it Bonnie
1: works? Prince Billy? We'll start with a track from his newest album. He has a new album. He, this is a an artist from Lu- Louisville, Bonnie Kentucky. Bonnie Prince
0: Barley no it's album funny. by barley juice <laughs> no i think we might need to at least listen to this oh
1: my goodness i've never heard of this uh, what is this this has got to be some kind of a by
0: <laughs> came out in 2008 barley juice this song is called drunkards ambassadors the album is bonnie prince barley
1: so it, it's probably a uh tribute album or a it looks like album?
0: they're all uh different artists no it looks like they're all songs about drinking yeah Drunkard's Ambassadors, Swig, Songs for Sinners, Weekend Irish, Nancy Whiskey.
1: Interesting. Bonnie Prince Billy does have quite a few songs about drinking, um, but I don't think those are all his. But yeah. It's kind of Irish folk rock oh, songs drinking songs. Oh, We've seen it before, leave your on the floor. We're the drunkards ambassadors, bit of high, bit of low. Over to Middle East, you go, know, leaving us
2: to mind the store. We're the drunkards ambassadors, turn to the east, turn to the west, turn to the nation that you love the best. But force and fear will keep you impressed. We're the
1: drunk, we're the drunkards, we're the drunkards ambassadors.
0: Well, thanks, Jordan, for that dynamite pick. <laughs> 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 that was hey. from Bonnie Prince Barley by Barley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot of people that like
0: Irish that, that drinking could be songs. A serendipitous uh, thing yeah. that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm guessing Bonnie is spelled with an I E. Yeah, that is
1: Bonnie Prince Billy. He's his uh, actual name, human name is Will Oldham. He's he actually was an actor in like. Uh, in the '80s, John John Sales um, was in Madawan, kind of as a okay. cha- young character actor, mm-hmm. was out in L.A. doing that, and then you know, kind of didn't really want to continue in that way, and came back to Louisville and was playing music in some bands and started his own kind of collective under different names. Of there was Palace Songs, there was Palace Brothers, Palace Music. There was all these different names that he released albums under in the. In the early 90s, mid-90s? Not, not a
0: great way to do it, business-wise. No, and and he's got that very... David Gahan has said the same thing about his uh, Pedro the Lion moniker. Yeah. He started Pedro the Lion, put out a few albums, mm-hmm. and then went by Headphones, and then went by David Bazan, and then went by some other stuff. And, then, and now he's Pedro the Lion again. Yes, yeah. He's regretting all of his name changes. Right, Maybe Prince Billy feels the same way.
1: Well, I I don't know. I mean, he seems to be someone who kind of likes to... Be strange, so that
0: likes to have a day job. Uh
1: No, he. Do- I don't think he does have a day job. I think he's been able to make a living. He's he's what you would call a musician's musician. He's someone who, um, people who are great musicians will kind of look to him and say, "Oh, he's one of my influences." You know,
0: if um, if I play this song and he's just strumming G, C, and D, I'm going to be really disappointed now, George. Okay.
1: Well, this is this song is actually. So, the song I want to play. Pete's Dragon soundtrack. Yes, he was. So, so he's like a he's a singer songwriter. Some people compare him to to Dylan or, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Towns Van Sant. Different kind of mm-hmm. singer songwriters that that have interesting personas, kind of enigmatic, interesting lyrically. He's he's probably my favorite artist of the last thirty years. The person I probably listened to the most. Um, and. And usually on his albums, there's a few songs that I just never get into. But usually, there's a few songs that are just I listen to over and over again. Um, but this song that I want to share with you guys is called um, "In Good Faith," and it's from his latest LP that just came out. Uh, and the LP, I believe, is called "I Have Made a Place." Mm-hmm.
2: Rocks are buried beneath tons of earth To become diamond With the gift of the sunlight The kudzu vine goes climbing Instruments play Songs brought forth from the mind of their makers. These vibrations resound, bringing union and joy to all takers. A parade
1: of first morning's break beautiful beautiful stuff
0: yeah who's the woman singing with him
1: i don't know her name but it's very common uh, for him on different albums to have a female vocalist that's kind of echoing things throughout or singing harmonies with him um i need to make you a playlist brandon if you loved that of his most beautiful songs because there are mm-hmm. there will be songs that are of his that are Almost unlistenable, unlistenable with their either their weirdness or their drunkenness or their strangeness, mm-hmm. um, and some of those I actually like. But most, but but then there will be songs that are the most beautiful thing you've heard. And I think he really <laughs> enjoys putting up strange obstacles and just doing. Mm. You know, his songs are usually big themes. They can be, they can be kind of religious uh but bigger than just any religion kind of archetypally religious he uses a lot of biblical language um they can be about death they can be about on this new album he has a song um that's kind of it's it's kind of about the climate catastrophe but in a way of you know looking back hundreds of years later that everything's okay like in the sense of everything's changed you can't stop what's coming but like it's not the end of life it's the end of Of life as we know it Mm -hmm. but kind of like the earth is going on so it's not a message of everything's okay it's not a big deal it's like it's too late everything's changing nothing will be the same and a lot of his music has to do with that whether it's literal death or just transformation it's kind of endings whether it's ending a relationship um but anyway, yeah, he was he had a lot of stuff in the nineties under Palace Brothers, Palace Music. Then he started releasing albums under Bonnie Prince Billy, and he's pretty much done that since mm-hmm. the very late nineties. Collaborated with a lot of folks. Hasn't this LP that was released just last month is the first one he's released in I think seven or eight years, though he's done a lot of different kind of twelve inches and and singles and covers of his own songs since then. Anyway, in good faith, it's a great song. There's a video of it up on YouTube that's that's kind of interesting. It's these different people doing the uh sacred harp singing, you know that kind of singing mm-hmm. they do in the in the Christian churches in the South where they're like they're doing this like hand motion thing. Have you seen that? No. Anyway, sacred harp singing. You it's his song, but you have all these people doing this kind of interesting singing to it. So, mm-hmm. that's my pick, my one of my picks for a corn tune. Okay. So let's hear you.
0: All right, uh, you uh, you inspired me with that pick. I'm gonna let's uh, keep that vibe going because that's a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, go with one of my all time favorite artists. Never could have guessed that uh, that would be Neil Young. <laughs> He's gotten a lot of love already on this podcast. Oh yeah, hey, is that JJ? Is he responding. He is. If you're being quarantined, you're going to want to have something to sing along to. And there's nothing that uh, is going to get me singing along to it like Neil Young. When he comes on, I just got to I just got to join in. And my favorite, my current favorite album of his is Comes a Time, released in 1978. This is one of his more uh, folksy country albums, and almost every song on here has some uh some two or even three-part harmony. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, if you're in the mood to sing along with something, and especially if you got, got someone else to, if you're quarantined with a uh, another person, they can sing harmonies. Do with some,
1: you. do some three-part, two-part, or three-part yeah. harmonies with them.
0: Let's uh, Love let's it. go with "Human Highway" by Neil Young from the album "Comes a Time." I come
1: down from the misty mountain. I got
0: lost On the human highway Take my head Refreshing fountain
1: Take my eyes From what they've seen Take my head
0: come down from the crooked mansion
1: i went looking for the dj's daughter since that day i heard it mentioned
0: Mm Mhm. that's amazing does it for me i love
1: it i love it
0: and if you like the sound of that you're gonna like this whole album it's uh it's full of songs like that and they all seem so effortless they're just uh it's just a gift coming to you through nature, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, those voices the, blending the, so yeah. perfectly.
0: Voices work, all the other instruments working so well. Um, so check it out. Neil Young comes a time.
1: Love it. I got to listen to that album because I love that song and I've heard that song, uh, but I don't I know. Heard the others? I don't know if I. I don't think I've ever listened to the whole album. Um, it's a. <laughs>
0: it's an easy one to. Just let it play.
1: And the the name of the album again? Comes a time. And it's seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my that my birth year, so I gotta listen to it.
0: And interestingly, this album comes sandwiched right in between two of his heavier albums. Like yeah. the one after this is "Rust Never Sleeps." With mm-hmm. Hey hey my my that yeah. I I shared. Yeah yeah. Uh, before this, he had maybe not right before it, but he had uh, "Tonight's the Night" and mm-hmm. um, "On the Beach." Yep um So he he likes to likes switch to mix it up. Forth. He
1: likes to mix it up. Yeah. Sometimes I imagine if when artists do a really heavy album, it's like they swing over to I want to do something different. And when they if they go way over to something lighter, then it's like okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I've got I'm, my, I'm waiting for Tools' version of <laughs> "Comes a Time."
1: I've got okay. my next pick ready. Okay, I got my next pick ready. So I'm going to stay with the the theme too. And I I mean I told you that the the Bonnie Prince Billy songs came to mind. So I'm just going to stay with that and give you some more beautiful Bonnie Prince Billy. This is from 2006 album. The album's called The Letting Go. The song is called Love Comes to Me. And The Letting Go, the album, I mean, a lot of his his songs have this kind of quality of, there's a melancholy, but there's also a kind of accepting, like the our condition as humans as it is, And uh, Love Comes to Me, beautiful song, beautiful strings. There's female harmony. I don't know if it's harmony or kind of echoing like in the last song, but this is from 2006's album, The Letting Go. The song is Love Comes to Me. So high Of the dead Flying Through the sky Oh I Don't know why
2: Love comes To me Love comes To me When your mouth is laying open, your head knocked back, and you don't cope, you're out of rings and flowers and soap. Love comes to me. Love comes to me. Love comes to me Love comes
1: and all It's my hands, my heart, my lips and that is all
0: Another good one. Okay. I'm All telling right. you, man.
1: This I'm going to send you some stuff your way that's going to be... I'm going to change things for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, I'm not needing a lot of convincing, but yeah. I, uh, I want more of it.
1: I've played you some of his stuff before, but it's been years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been years. And, yeah, anyway.
0: Okay. Um, let's... Uh, Change things up a little bit. Let's hear it. If you're quarantined, let's face it, you're going to be playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. True. Yeah. True. Or maybe maybe Risk if mm-hmm. you're if you're a light board True. gamer, but you're going to want an appropriate soundtrack for your your board game playing. And I'm here to hook you up with that with the ultimate uh, the ultimate band to listen to while playing Dungeons and Dragons is of course Rush.
1: Mm -hmm. okay
0: so let's uh and the ultimate track of theirs i mean there's tons to choose from (laughs) they were very inspired by fantasy type i love
1: this board game music yeah this is this is a genre i had not considered but it is an important genre
0: it is you gotta have gotta have the soundtrack for your gaming needs um so if i if i had to pick the top Dungeons and Dragons song from the top Dungeons and Dragons band. We're going to go with the Necromancer by rush Mm. from their third album. Caress of steel. Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole album is it. It also contains, I mean, you're going to hear this and you're going to think this is a pretty goofy song. This album contains an even goofier song. (laughs) That's not related to Dungeons and Dragons. Well, maybe it kind of is. It's called, I think I'm going bald. Um, but we're not. (laughs) We'll save that for another day. Uh, So here we go with The Necromancer. This song is 12 and a half minutes long, and it's the second longest song on the album. This one still fit on side one of (laughs) the record. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Rush is a trio, bass, drums, guitar, uh, with... Getty Lee, the bass player on vocals, but this one also features Neil Pert on vocals. Oh, interesting! He's the one that wrote all the, at least wrote, wrote all the lyrics. I think, right, right. To at least and he's
1: the one song. he just passed away recently. Yeah. R.I.P. Neil Pert.
0: Yeah. So you're going to hear his voice at the beginning and at the end as the narrator. So Thanks. I'll just play a few snippets of here. Think yeah, about yeah. how music is used symbolically. Yes representing certain characters okay um here we go the necromancer by rush let's hear it as gray traces of dawn tinge the eastern sky the three travelers men of willowdale emerge from the forest shadow fording the river dawn they turn south journeying into the dark and forbidding lands of the necromancer even now, the intensity of his dread power can be felt, weakening the body and saddening the heart. Ultimately, they will become empty, mindless specters, stripped of will and soul. Only their thirst for freedom gives them hunger for vengeance. Why, why are you laughing, Jordan?
1: I'm just loving the narration. <laughs> narration is amazing. This is like... What year was this, do you think? Was this...
0: 75.
1: 75. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think Dungeons & Dragons had been invented yet. Wow. (laughs) Maybe it was invented because of this.
1: It might have been. right i always think of rush as a lot faster tempo than this this seems like some more pink floyd type tempo
0: well just hold on there jordy (laughs) like i said we got a what yeah 13 almost 13 minutes this uh, this song has Mm -hmm. movements And this is Getty Lee. This is Getty
1: Lee. Okay. I'm I'm a rush novice, a rush
0: ignoramus. I'm here for you.
2: <laughs>
0: is the road lined with peril? <laughs> it is. Okay. Was it he is. was he ever
1: I'm not trying to be a hater, but was he ever accused of be, of trying to imitate a certain Mr. Robert Plant.
0: Who wasn't accused of that? Yeah. Anyone that came after Robert Plant
1: and sang like this, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, but is was Getty Lee I, one of the 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 ones who was more accused of that than others? I don't, I don't know. Do you know. Is that I,
0: I was not reading Rolling Stone magazine in 1975, yeah.
1: so like when you listen to Rush, do you think, oh yeah, he's he's kind of doing his Robert Plant voice or no?
0: I I don't know. I mean, he's got such a. He doesn't tend to scream like yeah, like right, Robert Plant does occasionally, but um, seems like they'd like Rush is much more yeah. on the prog side of things, right? Whereas Zeppelin's more on the blues. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but there's an overlap in just the, yeah. the the rock. Yeah,
0: okay. but I I would think Geddy Lee is more more than Robert Plant can be assumed the first time you hear it as a woman
1: Hmm. interesting yeah i could see that
0: whoa 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 you ready for the second movement second movement yeah
1: and what's the what's the song called again
0: the necromancer
1: second movement of the necromancer yeah brandon i think you need to make a role-playing game to this song
0: oh during the quarantine This is this is like when you're playing Final Fantasy and the thing you are you know you're working your way through the forest and right, blah, 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 right. oh you've encountered a troll.
1: Ah, okay. I think this I is, see that.
0: Yeah. This is when the, they're engaging in battle.
1: They're encountering the troll.
0: Yeah.
2: Brooding in the tower.
0: Except I think it's the necromancer. <laughs> yeah. It's not a troll.
1: It's Brooding in his tra- tower
0: be yeah uh, wow well, I but yeah I would think uh someone like Axl Rose would be more yeah. more obviously imitating Robert Plant
1: I hear well, I hear axel Rose rockers. in this too yeah yeah well it's yeah it's a I guess it's a whole kind of style of singing which is not unusual when you have a, a big new like genre or subgenre that the bands that come after Oftentimes, sound like the iconic singers.
0: All right, so that is, and we're we're still only halfway through the Necromancer, but that that'll give you that a gives taste. me a taste.
1: Yeah. Okay, I can go put that on and, and
0: yeah. see what happens. And if, if you like see that, if my my if wife like and children that, revolt, or if the they Fountain rejoice. The of Lamneth, the twenty-minute tra- track on side B. You've got Prince Bator and the Snow Dog. Wow, from uh, their previous album, Fly by Night. Wow, I mean, yeah, it's there's some deep stuff in there. Yeah,
1: well, I'm I'm uh, I'm interested. I am. Okay, so I'm just gonna go straight going with my same theme. Um, I'm gonna go Bonnie Prince Billy again. This is from an EP called Now Here's My Plan. It Has so- all of the songs on this EP are from different albums. Um, they're songs and they're covers of his own songs but the one i want to listen to here is called three questions and this song um was originally on his album called Master and Everyone which is my probably my favorite album of his and one of my favorites of the 2000s so three questions from the album now here's my plan and this one has Angel Olsen as the female uh co-conspirator will say singing along with him it's a slowish song and so We'll need to let it go a little bit and then we can turn it down and talk a little bit and then bring it maybe back up. Um, but it's it's a song that kind of d- is a story about uh, like a, a love song about the end of the world.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Say I found a
2: peace of rock and put in my pocket. And for the day that we are where I put it in a locket which is to hang around your neck as long as you see fit well tell me oh my love do you think that you
1: So you're going to hear Angel Olsen come in on this next verse. Do you know Angel Olsen? Nope. She's great. Um, This next verse starts to become the apocalyptic sounding lyrics. as i'm listening this song it's a lot slower tempo than the original the original still soft sounding but it's kind of like more like a dirge but the first verse is is bonnie prince Billy kind of seeing if this other person loves him you know like he's going to share you know will you wear this necklace or this locket if i give it to you Mm -hmm. the second verse you know the earth is threatening to open up the birds have stopped singing the insects have shut up She's asking, there's this food between them. Will you share it with me so that I won't die? So it's the end of the world. And this last verse is like judgment day. It's like after the end of the earth. There's a question I must ask
2: When everyone has called Oh.
0: Good stuff, huh? Okay, i um, at first when you announced it. I'm like, all right, George, let's let's take a break from Bonnie Prince Billy, all right? But uh, I'm glad you played that one too, dude. I'm telling I, you, that one knocks it out of the park. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know that song? Do you know Bonnie uh, Prince? I caught the tail end. No, I don't. That's
1: what? a deep cut of his, in the sense that it's a cover, his own cover of himself. But
2: that was Bonnie Prince Billy.
1: Bonnie Prince Billy and Angel Olsen but he's covering a song of his that was from 2012 and he was covering a song from i think 2003 um on yeah i know EP. i know
2: bonnie prince i caught the last 30 yeah. seconds i heard more of the the, the female, female vocal it almost had yeah. like an alison krauss sound or uh-huh. like an early dolly Parton sound that was yeah
1: that was angel olsen who kind of got her start with him but then has has become more popular than him in recent years at least Mm. You got, I know Brandon. Do you know Angel Olsen at all? Yeah, a little bit. She's popular enough that she's been on like Fallon and yeah. that kind of stuff. But and that song was the end of that song was really about mercy and not judging people harshly and and finding them innocent in God's eyes. So we're applying that to you, Jason, as you <laughs> arrive. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate that. I, <laughs> ironic because my
2: musical approach is usually fully judgmental and to uh, to pass. To We're pass, applying to be t- well, judge, pa- jury, and executioner.
0: <laughs> All right. So this is one of the the classic gospel songs. I know a ton of people have done this. It's a standard, um, and this is this is one that resonates during times of of hardship. Uh, Leaning on the everlasting arms, originally published in 1887. Um by Anthony J. Showalter and Elisha Hoffman. Hmm. Uh Showalter says that he composed it after getting letters from uh from two of his former pupils saying that their wives had died. And so he's writing back to them and was inspired by the phrase in Deuteronomy 3327: the eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Uh this the song's been used a lot in in movies. Uh, it was kind of made the whole theme of uh, True Grit, the Coen Brothers version. Mm, nice. uh, I don't think the lyrics ever came in, but the instrumental. Um, also, more ominously used in Night of the Hunter, mm, the yeah. the evil preacher guy keeps singing. Yeah, or at least the first verse of it. All right, I do have one.
1: That's with the Robert Mitchum. Yes. Yeah. Robert Mitchum. I watched that at your house. I think a few that was the ago. first time
0: I had heard the song. Yeah. So then I'm like, "Ooh, that's a creepy song," but it's not, not normally yeah. associated with creepiness, right? <laughs> uh, so for my version, uh, you could you could go with any version of this. It's it's a great tune, um, but also during a uh, economic times of, of hardship like like a quarantine, you want to support your local economy. And so I'm going to bet wherever our listeners are They have some local artist that has done a version of this song uh, Our local artist that I'm choosing is the Lower Lights All, uh, I don't know if they're all from Utah, but mostly um, So here's uh, here's their take on leaning on the everlasting arms What a
1: fair What a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms What a blessedness, what a peace is mine From all along, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting. Arms.
0: The, the Lower Lights are a unique group because it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a Utah music scene supergroup. Like mm-hmm. on any one of their albums, they might have. 25 different musicians, not usually on the same song, but kind of rotating throughout the songs. And every song that they do is recorded live in the studio. There's no overdubbing, just whoever's on the song is in the room. All playing together. They might do two or three takes of the song. Usually that's the max, though. Like, Mm -hmm. they usually get it on the. Really good musicians, yeah. Yeah. So having all these people in the same room, all doing the harmonies, having all the instruments, it's uh, really cool. Oh yeah, very nice. <laughs> I've been I've been listening to a lot of Lower Lights last uh, last few years. They nice. uh, they do it for me.
1: Yeah, good, work. good stuff.
2: All right, I got one. All okay. right, let's hear it. All right, if you're uh, so if you're stuck, if you're if you're cooped up, if you're quarantined, um, you're gonna have time on your hands, and so it's a, you know, long songs might be uh, might be helpful. Because you need to fill time, so this is this is a good chance to step into some of those kind of epic, lengthy tracks. But the catch is you need to keep your spirits up as well. one of the I read an article the other day about one of the biggest concerns of social distancing is going to be the social isolation and the loneliness that comes in it uh, with it, and so we need to try to infuse some fun into what we 're doing, so this is probably a a candidate well no probably this would have been one of my deep cut candidates for the 90s but right now in in difficult times we need to give the people something useful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is a really really cool album um, I'm guessing you're not going to be able to find it on any streaming service because it was basically a bootleg from the beginning so if you can't you can find it on YouTube but it's an album it's a DJ album called Brain Freeze and it's by mm. Cut Chemist of Jurassic Five mm-hmm. and then a guy named DJ Shadow. They're two DJs and they um they put out a couple albums together. They would go do shows and they would basically just make these lengthy epic tracks where they they're just mixing um back and forth, uh playing off of each other. They'll take like old commercials, old movie clips, old um really old obscure R&B hip-hop songs. It's like some of the coolest, funkiest samples ever. And I want to go with part one. So the this album is two tracks, and each track is 25 minutes long. And it's just seamlessly one thing into another. Hey,
0: martial arts yeah. fans. Are you ready to get your guts kicked out?
2: It's so good. Nice. So- I love this album. I listen to it like... I have a copy of a copy of a copy. I still I still still burn it up all the time. Here you face the biggest karate kung fu blockbuster of them all.
0: A thunder kick. Sounds like you've never heard sights. Like you've never seen and a kick like you've never felt before. Spore, spore, spore,
2: spore. It's like the greatest intro of any song. Are you ready to get your guts kicked <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> Thunder kick. It will show you no mercy. As one by one the mighty- And these are like two top-tier DJs at the top of their game, and they're just playing off of each other. It's it's the coolest thing it's a dj duet and they're just trying to like make each other laugh with obscure Mm -hmm. dj references and then they'll seamlessly go back and forth like there's no real break
0: where where's the uh the thus big zarathustra recording come from are they making that or is that
2: that's an old 70s kung fu movie like an
0: obscure kung fu
2: movie
0: Get get, get ready. The cannon group has just given you a dare. Dare you face the kick? Dare you face the biggest karate kung fu blockbuster of them all?
1: Like the bass coming in and
2: so it, it from this point forward it just meanders and it'll stick on each theme for like about 30 seconds and then it'll just meander into a new one like they'll go into a, a Dennis. i think there's a Dennis coffee cut on here i think there's You'll hear the transition now. I think this one goes into... Thunderkick. See ya, see ya. The, the
0: biggest, biggest karate, big- karate, 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 quality, karate, blockbuster of them all, the of all is the yeah. biggest, the biggest the kick of all. Kick of all.
1: That's, that's what I'm Whoa. talking about. That's what I'm talking Whoa. about.
2: This is the greatest collection of, of, break, of break beats and samples. I'm telling you've ever heard. You can find a bootleg copy of just the breaks, and that alone is worth it. But 25 minutes each track, like it's it's such an interesting listen. They have another album they did called Product Placement, and it's essentially the same thing, but it's built around like. Commercials from the seventies, TV and radio commercials from the seventies, and they just chop them, mix them, speed them up, loop them over like really funky R&B. Oh, so
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect quarantine. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that'll wrap it up for our first edition of Quarantunes. We'll uh, we'll see how long this situation lasts. Maybe maybe we'll revisit the subject.
2: Yeah, it was great to be quarantined
0: with you guys
1: Yes, indeed
0: uh, And this uh, this episode is sponsored by Ginger Beer
1: Ginger Beer, Moscow Mule No <laughs> It says that on the side We invented that's a, the Moscow that's Mule a recipe That's a, that's for, <laughs> if you vodka that's a recipe <laughs> for
2: a drink that I'm guessing you're did not you, going to consume Did you
1: bring the vodka, Jason? Because we've got yeah, the I've, cock and bowl. I've got a, ginger. I've got a flask Okay mm-hmm. <laughs> Since 1946, the extra ginger soft drink, cock and bowl ginger beer. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. And it'll, Moscow Mule
0: Mixer. It'll knock your socks off.
1: Okay. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.